You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. It's good to be here, Pogues. It's a mini-episode time. The thing we do where we tell you what the next movie's going Oh, no. Fucking... Oh, no, Pogues. No. Pogues. What's, what's wrong? Pogues, I was doing just a warm, welcoming, you know, intro, and mm-hmm. that's when my eyes glazed over as i noticed the runtime of the movie that we're about to announce is two hours and 23 minutes and that is a federal offense that is a war crime for this film it's definitely this is one of those movies where it probably could have been about 18 minutes is uh just can you can you insert some of that weeping of, of some of my weeping that you recorded because I just don't have tears. Anymore. No, the the ten terabyte drive I had stored all of your weeping on uh, got corrupted. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was so much weeping. That makes me want to weep. Um, we're back to let you know that we're doing a we're doing a DC movie. I don't have time. That's for, right. We we did. I don't uh, have time for patter pogues. I'm we just did angry. V for Vendetta, which was released in DC's Vertigo line. So we're coming back Fair. to kind yeah. of. We've been neglecting DC for a while, mostly because yeah, that, their movies aren't very good. <laughs> that DC seat's still warm. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not in the good way. No, no, because somebody took a dump in it. And that's one yeah, of the movies. It's not like a seat warmer sort of thing and like a fancy car warm. It's like a guy got up from a seat and then you sit there. and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> gross. I was going to say, it's like when you get into a car and you think they're seat warmers, but it turns out you just shit your pants. Speaking of gross, directed by Zack Snyder. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Not great. Not necessarily a uh, a good sign. This film, the start, I guess you would say, of, yeah. of DC's attempt to catch up to Marvel by doing it without any of the legwork that Marvel did for years, and instead just trying to jump immediately into their big uh, their big movie events. Yeah, this this was officially the start of the DCEU. Um, yes, followed immediately by their first ensemble film. So always a good sign. Uh, they, they decided to do everything different than the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe by being like, hey, what if we just gave Zack Snyder all of our movies regardless of how well they do? <laughs> Even we'll after... Doing that. I read an article, and now you know, this is like supposedly insider stuff, so this could not be true, but I read an article that said... After um, Batman vs Superman, Warner Brothers went to DCU because, like, Warner Brothers distributes the movie. They they actually let DC set up like their own studio, like Marvel has, and they went to them and they said, "You have to stop letting Zack Snyder be involved in these movies." And they're like, "No, that's who we want." And they're like, "No, because like people don't like his movies. People seem to have like really strong opinions about him, and the movies are being like." criticized before they come out because of association with him so they're like you're immediately starting off by pissing off a group of people so stop and dc was like we know what we're doing and they they don't guys they really don't i think uh, i think they all learned that maybe with justice league and uh suicide squad their attempts to stay in that sort of Zack snyder i don't know if you want to call it realistic dark universe he's created is not working for them. Yeah, it's been it's been a sticking point. I mean, they have their they have their fans. I feel like they're waning. I don't have the data on that, but I mean, the 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 DC movies don't 
well, at least, like, you know, Batman v Superman or Justice League, those didn't just, like, tank, right? Like, they, they, they came out and they made money, but they're not setting the world on fire like a lot of other movies are. I mean, like, look at Infinity Wars, right? Infinity Wars comes out and it's still a meme. Like, it's still being, like, talked about in the zeitgeist, but... Uh, uh, no one's talking about Justice League, except for in respect. like a not a good way. If they are bringing it up, Fair. It's, it's usually it's usually to reference how that was the beginning of the end of DC's like universe they created. But the point I'm getting at is that there are people who enjoy these films for mm-hmm. sure. They aren't just like <laughs> they aren't just melting down every time uh, one of them comes out, but they are just not able to contend against what Marvel's doing. Uh, no, they also have. They seem like they're they maybe changing their tune. Yeah, they're trying to move. I mean, they've got Shazam coming out, which there, I think there is a, I think an overcorrection in yeah. trying to be too too fun. I, uh, I think that's DC's <laughs> knee jerk reaction was like, we're gonna go the opposite of Marvel, and then it was like all really bad, and then they with Justice League they were like, let's try to correct it, let's add a bunch of jokes, and they're like, which character should we give all the jokes to? And they're like, who's the funniest person in the DC universe? Oh, give a bunch of jokes to Batman. That's what he's known for, is comedy. Not any of the other characters. Not a one. Give it to the guy whose origin is his parents were murdered in front of him. That guy's gotta be a cut up. <laughs> yeah, and then the DC then they're they're moving ahead into a couple other realms. They've got birds of prey coming up mm-hmm. uh you know a lot of the they got female, that that uh, villains they got that james gunn uh suicide Written squad relaunch suicide squad relaunch yeah, yeah. a total relaunch yeah reboot it even has different actors i think the is only one that's suicide squad a concept worthy of a relaunch like i, I don't know I, I mean i don't think so but yeah i don't I, I think if sense. anybody could, could make a good Suicide Squad movie, it would probably be James Gunn, so... Yeah, I guess. It's just Suicide Squad was a, I would think, medium popular comic book series. Like, I mean, it was enjoyed, for sure, but it didn't, like, have... It Wait, wasn't, like... It wasn't actually, like... I mean, it wasn't a comic for most of, like, the 80s and 90s. Well, I guess maybe right. the it, 80s it was around, but, like, the 90s and the early 2000s, it wasn't a comic book series until they decided to do the movie again. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it doesn't have some like insane lineage that deserves trying it four times. You know, it's kind of like being like, "Hey guys, <laughs> bad news. We're we're rebooting the Spider-Man Noir, you know, film series for the ninth time because we're gonna get this right." It's like I don't know. Like people enjoyed it for like a month. <laughs> to me, it seems like I don't know. Yeah, it's know. it's definitely it's it's confusing to me that they were like well, we're just going to reboot the series which i get why james gunn was like well if you want me to do this i'm not using any of the garbage you you shit all over in that yeah first movie. how am i going to build anything off of what you? yeah so i get that but at the same point you have to be like well like the dc universe the movie universe is like over like all the actors are gone ben affleck yeah. left henry cavill's probably gone they're gonna have to recast all those people Ezra Miller is refusing to film the Flash movie because he wants it to be dark and gritty, despite the fact he was the other comic relief in Justice League. He, for some reason, thinks the Flash kid should get a, <laughs> a serious movie. I don't understand his logic there. But they want to turn it into like more lighthearted, like a Spider-Man movie. So chances are, his contract's just going to run out, and they're not going to. They're just going to recast him. So it's really weird because it's like they're going to just relaunch these movies, but then keep like four of the actors around. Like, they'll keep Aquaman, they'll keep Wonder Woman, they'll keep yeah. Harley Quinn, 
But it's like everybody else is just going to be recast, which is a really bizarre way. Like, could you imagine Marvel releases like Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, Avengers, and then it's just like recasting everyone. <laughs> like after that, 90% of the people were leaving. I got good I, news I, for you, though. You know, the person who played uh, Mara Hill's staying the same actress. And you're just like, oh, okay, cool. I like Colby Smulders. It's just so um, weird that you would do this with a series and then just keep making the movies. It's so bizarre. I know we haven't talked about the actual movie properly yet, but uh, were, were you aware of uh, Justice League Mortal? I came upon this when I was doing some research the other day. No, what's this? So there was an attempt to do a Justice League movie before the official DCEU was like created. Um, it was given to george miller oh yes i did not i know he wrote a script for one yeah and they had tentatively cast it with army hammer as batman dj cortrona as superman adam brody as the flash common as green lantern and jay baruchel as maxwell lord who is maxwell lord what is this movie? Sorry, I don't know, I but I gotta say, I would have loved to have seen it because if you guys don't know who George Miller is, he's the guy who did the Mad Max movies. He's the CEO of Lord Technologies, uh, apparently from the uh, from Arrow. No, oh, okay. Supergirl. I don't understand this at all. Anyway, but I would have I'm liked sorry. to have seen George Miller do like a really oh, yeah. crazy over the top. Uh, We're movie. off track. Uh, it's Man of Steel. Yes, it's it's, right. uh, it's it's Zack Snyder's 2013 Man of Steel movie that was you know fine. <laughs> it was it was a movie that was released in cinemas. That's what I'll say about it. Yeah, and we've covered lots of our feelings on Snyder, uh, both here on repeat episodes that we've done of his films, um, too many, I would say, as well as on our separate podcast, In Snyder, The Mac of the, the Mind of Zack Snyder. But um, we, this movie was also that actually, has a, Was that actually the podcast you made up when we did Watchmen? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, it's also... <laughs> I'm impressed. Good callback. <laughs> yeah, well, super fans will get that one. Um, it's also written by, I think, maybe just my new idol, um, which is David S. Goyer, who's been doing, um, who's been doing so many of these fucking movies that we've done. And, like, just all over the place. I don't even know how he gets up in the morning and is like, you know what, I'm gonna put out some really good shit. Excuse me, I have to go put out some good shit. And then he goes, wakes up a week later, he's like, oof. Time for Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, t- the made-for-TV movie. <laughs> which starred, uh, what's his name, David Hasselhoff, which, if you didn't listen to, we did an episode of. It's worth listening to, because that thing is bonkers. Because I want you to follow me on this roller coaster, right? Because this guy did uh, Dark City. You ever see Dark City? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy did Dark City, which is, like, fucking weird. And, and I don't know. It's don't weird, know but, like, in, a, in an enjoyable way. Yeah, he does Dark City. Then he has the Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV movie featured on this very podcast. Weird, um, but not good. Episode 64. Check oh. it out. It's a fantastic episode. It is great. Um, it's better than uh, the movie. Then he does Blade, which we pretty much enjoyed. Like, yeah. we, did all, we did a bunch of Blade it, it movies. Has, it has Ben's favorite line in comic book movie history. 
motherfucker is always trying to ice skate uphill. Yep. He has a tattoo of it. Don't ask where. I, I very much do. Then he does, well, Blade 2 and Blade 3. Works so, in the script, yeah. plays for those. Then, then, then he does Batman fucking begins. Mm-hmm. Then he does Jumper. <laughs> oh, wow. That's rough. Then he does The Dark Knight. Works on the story with others, of course, mm-hmm. but works on the story of uh, The Dark Knight. Then he does. <laughs> then he does Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, he did the sequel. Then Dark Knight Rises. Then Man of Steel. This guy is just all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> what does he do? I think this is like the guy. I think it's the dude who wrote Die Hard. Oh. Wrote like Die Hard and like two other like really great movies, and then just wrote like shit afterwards. And you're just like, how did he write one of the best did action he, like, movies ever? Did he get like cursed by a gypsy? Like, like what every other movie's happen? good. <laughs> You will be successful, but only by half. He's gonna, he's gonna get approached and say, "Hey, we need you to write. We need you to write the Watchmen movie." He goes, "Oh no, I, I can't. I just did Blade Two, and that was pretty good. So yeah, that was reasonable. So I got a real shit sandwich coming. So I'm just gonna go ahead and write Blade Three, and have there's gonna be like kids in it, and one of the people's gonna be I don't know Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like, wow, David, you oh. really gave up. He's like, but wait, I'm coming back. I got a great idea for a Batman reboot. <laughs> yeah so we've got that to look forward to i think pokes and i were talking about it um it's no secret if you listen to this podcast or maybe the first few minutes of this this very episode but we don't like the dceu uh like at all yeah not a um, fan of the modern like, version i guess i mean more like the dcpu you know oh if I were to man shots play. fired Eat it, million dollar franchise! Yeah, suck um, it. Your movies are only mildly successful. But I was saying that I think I liked Man of Steel just fine. And so that's going to be, I think, the top of the roller coaster right before we go over the edge on our way down to Batman v Superman. Which now, is gonna be here, I'm going to say something which I think might surprise our audience. Knowing my history. I do not like this movie. <laughs> it's not surprising. I do not like this movie. I think it's really, really, really dumb. And the end of it is very dumb. The scene with his dad is very dumb. We'll talk about it when the movie is actually, when we're doing it next week. But I was not a fan. And I have argued many a time that this is not a good movie. So, yeah, you know, come prepared I, for me to be real mad. I don't think we're alone of the score. The, the the meta score is like a 55 the imdb score is like a seven so yeah there's a comic book artist in columbus that i'm friends with and he loves this movie for some reason mm-hmm. and we've had lengthy arguments about why it is not good and he just keeps maintaining it's good and it's it's why we're not really close friends Oof. oh 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 it's all right he doesn't listen to this podcast so i don't worry i don't have to worry about it <laughs> fucking bitch um yeah, so I, I, I'm excited about returning to it. Again, I wasn't kidding earlier. I, I was... Uh, my heart did sink when I saw two hours and 23 yeah, minutes. Yeah, when I was talking to you when we were before we started recording, I was making jokes about how Batman vs. Superman was too long, and somebody kept trying to tell me that if I watched the extended edition, it would be a better movie, and I was trying to explain that I'm like, no, the movie's too long. And when I was looking at the time to be like, it's, it's way too long, I was looking at this movie, not Batman vs. Superman, which is only 10 minutes longer. And I was like, oh my god, this movie's too long, so I'm dreading kind of watching something this long again. I miss the old days when movies were like an hour 20. 
You know, let's get some more of that. Uh, what was that one we watched? It was like 80 minutes. Uh, was it like what? Jonah Hex? <laughs> was it Jonah Hex like not even a movie? I uh, feel like that might have been Jonah Hex. I think we know that this is going to be a movie that I'm going to feel okay to bad about because, um, you know, uh, uh, Roger Ebert gave it three stars, which is a sign mm. of a movie that I won't enjoy. We've discovered over the course of this podcast the e- Ebert al- algorithm, which tends to be that the more he seems to be lukewarm about a movie, the more I love it. <laughs> And the more he praises it, or especially he gives it three stars, is a movie that's going to be, like, trash that you put on the stove for some reason. Yeah, the more he likes a movie, it feels like it's just the death, the kiss of death, at so least from what we've seen. So, so speaking real quick, we're, yeah, it was a mini-episode, so we're going to wrap up, but I don't know, we were talking about James Gunn earlier. Did you see the yeah. news that Disney rehired him? Yeah, it's almost as if they... Uh, Shouldn't have bothered firing him at all? Finally figured out what the bullshit right-wing hit job that everyone complained about like really it was very the whole thing was bizarre when it happened because it was like well yeah these were already known before you hired him the first time and he had already apologized about them like multiple times and said how wrong he was to make those jokes and all this stuff so it was weird that he you know they fired him for it but i'm glad that they came back and gave him sort of like a second chance which you know i I don't i feel like it's good because it's you know he he changed who he was as a person years ago before being fired. But, you know, it's it's good that he's getting a chance. You know, he's not going to be punished. He did change for bet for the better. So I think Props that's a good the cast for sticking up. Yeah, uh, for yeah. Him. Every uh, every one of them. Uh, so much so that uh, Dave Bautista said that he would he was going to pay the fine to get out of his contract if they wouldn't bring him back. Yeah, he said yeah, he wouldn't he, come back. He and really stuck his feet in the ground. There's supposedly too. I read that. Disney never had any intention of hiring another director. That they were just always going to rehire him. That they basically fired him just so know. so that the story would go away. And then their plan was like, well, we're not going to make we, we had no plans to make this movie in the next two years, anyways. And then they just were going to hire him back. I don't know because supposedly they said they never looked for another director. And yeah, so people, it's... there's like a big conspiracy that that's why they did it. Is they were just like, well, this isn't a story. But if we just fire him, it'll kill it. And then we'll just hire him back later and nobody will give a shit. Like, nobody uh, will bring it up. I was it, like, it's, maybe. It's a reasonable conspiracy theory because that has proven true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be possible, but I don't know. I'm just happy to see that, that franchise back on track. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to see too because, I mean, he yeah. definitely is not the person he was when he made those jokes. So I'm glad that he's, you know, it's a good message to be like, you can change. And okay, was... be a better person, and you will be rewarded for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if these people had seen any of James Gunn's movies before this. <laughs> yeah, it is insane that they were like, we gotta fire this guy. It's like, I really feel like you guys should watch any of the things that he's done in the past decade, or any of the comments he's made, or any of the charities he supports. Like, not the same person who made those jokes when he was, like, in his early 20s. Yeah, but even just like, I mean, have you seen Super? Like, he's got a very twisted sense of humor, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not your run of the mill. But yeah. I, we digress. So it's good news to see that Guardians of the Galaxy will be back on task whenever it's coming out. Uh, maybe that means the Guardians will last into Phase 4 or 5, whatever they're on now. I don't know anymore, but it'll be interesting to see who lasts after Endgame. You saw the Endgame trailer? I did, yeah. Did you enjoy um, it? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I, I think uh, I think what got me most excited was seeing everyone in those like uh, ridiculous like you know space uh, man suits. 
yeah, power suits. Pretty sure they're some sort of Ant Man tech suits. But, I imagine, uh, but still. Yeah, it was it, it was really it was really energizing to see that, uh, and I like that they're um, I like that they're doing very very limited trailer because I mean they've yeah. they the trailer doesn't show a lot. The teaser showed similar scenes and even less. So I, I think I, they're really holding a lot of cards. Well, I, I had read that they said there's not gonna, they're not going to do um, review screenings. The only thing people will ever see is the first fifteen minutes of the movie. And I've heard supposedly that all of these clips come from the first like twenty five minutes of the movie in the trailer. Makes sense. I mean, they because don't they don't want to give away anything, so they're trying they, to just limit it to the very beginning of the film. They don't need to advertise it. I mean, like I said before, no. like Infinity War is still like being joked on, so like people are ready for the follow up. Like they, they just need to get you know yeah yeah it's exactly announce it's... a date and get everyone on board for that and that's it. Yeah, I think the only thing they could have done better would have been just to release the movie much quicker than they did. I know fair, it's only fair. been like a year and a half or whatever, but it just feels too long. Yeah, that's fair. So next week, Man of Steel. Watch it. I really didn't have anything else to say there. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Record the weeping. <laughs>